Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Christian and that you have found found that our program will give you expectations that will be lifted up each and every week because we don't get to do it, but we know the one who does because he talks to us every week all through the week also. We're coming to you again tonight on BBS Radio Television out of out of uh, Texas. They're the greatest guys you can ever meet in your life. We thank God for them. We also are coming to you with a great team of co-hosts. I'm Pastor Joe Schofield, and uh, it's a privilege and honor to be here with you tonight. Let me sh- share quickly uh, some of our wonderful people that are co-hosts. They're my family. I love these people very much. First of all, Dr. Paul Hall, who many of you know, he's the guy that does the theologuing. We will, for the next tonight, be a theologless program, but that's okay, because Paul's not with us. And he told you me to tell you that he'll be back next week, and the theologuing will pick up where it left off. So Dr. Paul is helping his family in Illinois. Dr. Paul Hall, retired pastor, professor, Bible scholar, and all-around wonderful guy been my friend for 50 years, and he's up in, uh, rather down in Lompoc, California, and we go across the nation to the East Coast. We have two wonderful California people who now live in Georgia, and it's near Chattanooga, and we would like to uh, introduce them for the first time for you tonight, Stephanie and Dr. Craig Thayer. Stephanie is an entrepreneur businesswoman. She is a health and wellness coach. She uh, teaches you how to not only take care of your body, but at the same time, take care of the inside because she knows the Lord and always leads you to understand how he already knows about you because you see he made you and he's going to be there working in you. And her husband's one of the greatest guys you could ever meet. She uh, she found a real winner in, in Craig Thayer. We call him Tank. He is <laughs> because he's six foot seven. In fact, I would call him anything that he wants me to, but that's what we do call him. He, he's already helped me a couple of times in my life, but uh Tank is a a special trauma surgeon and also a nutrition specialist like Stephanie. And so I have to say it every week because I just love this title. They are the dynamic duo because when you team them up, God uses them in a uniquely special way to bless the lives of countless people. So that is the team that that we have. We're privileged to be with you every week. And uh, we got somebody very special to share with you tonight that we met a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, today, as we look at this world that we live in, uh, wait a second, <laughs> just before we introduce him, you know, it's, we are told, Ron, <laughs> we are told, and my mind even went that way. We are told. Pastor Joe must have been on a red-eyed flight going from California yeah. to, hey, to Hey, Doc, to, can you, can you send me some, Doc? 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to call Greg, Craig, and, and see what I need real quickly. You are a person of habit. I got my list in front of me. I go right down the list, and big is life right there. Come back to the center of the United States, folks, because one of my favorite people God's ever blessed me with in my life is Pastor Ron Greer, who's really going to get me because I'm out of sync now because Paul is in Illinois. So you can help tell Paul not to do that very often because we've been back 50 years. Ron is a wonderful, godly man. He's a wonderful pastor. He, uh, he's been a Marine. There were many people that wanted him to run for Congress. I'd have voted for him. Most of all, he's a disciple of men. And you know why that works? Because Ron knows the Lord is his Savior, and Ron has learned, and he's packed his life with wisdom by turning to God through the things and the events in his life. And he takes those things, and he helps men become those who follow Christ. And men who, at the same time, begin to become better husbands, better dads, guys who understand where they come so they can then, looking to Jesus, find out where they're going. Ron, you do a tremendous job. I apologize, brother. Boy, I am really, really going to, you can, you, I owe you big time now. <laughs> Everybody heard that. It's recorded, right? It's on the, it's on the tape, brother. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, that really get me going there, boy. And you're right there. I should already say, yeah, we're set. Ron's here. We're good to go. <laughs> so, All right. Let me go back where I was, if I can remember. Let's see. Oh, yes, I'm here. Hey, Ron, when I was a kid, my dad used to always say, uh, he'd call me, and he, and I didn't hear him. And he would say, he was with NASA, he'd say, Earth to Joe, Earth to Joe, come in, come in. We're having a problem here. We've lost him. I said, Dad, I'm sorry. Where are you? So that can be your new phrase for me, John. Earth to Joe, come in. So we'll go from there. Love you, brother. I'm sorry. here. All right. Back to our friend that we're all going to be glad to have with you tonight. Also, as uh, we pretty much all met him, I called around today. We all, all remember very much. You know, we live in difficult times, as I was going to say to you. Maybe you read about this, but we find our emotions quite possibly spinning around and around like you might find in Texas. It may be spinning like an old rooster uh, weather vane on an old barn in Texas there in a thunderstorm that comes and they just go whipping around. I remember watching those. Or you may find if you're in the city, much like uh, Abbott and Costello's famous routine, who's on first? <laughs> Becoming reality rather than humor as we watch and attempt to understand the often less than intelligent stories that we see and must watch in the news that spun so many ways each and every night. We don't know. Our guest, John Maples, Dr. Maples, will be sharing from his life story. He's going to be sharing. He was raised there in South Africa. He's going to be sharing his professional counseling service there in Glendale, Arizona. He's going to look at like four basic things of the emotions that we can expect to kick in any time, like the one I just had, loss of memory, kicked in right on the spot. But he's going to help us with emotions as we look at these tonight. And uh, it's great to know, and I know this man knows it. You know, the Bible says when you talk to somebody who knows Christ as Savior, you have a oneness in your heart, and you come together because you know one another in Christ. So he's going to share, as we often do, and you will know that God's at work in all your emotions, all your circumstances. So would you welcome tonight, all the way from Glendale, Arizona, Dr. John Maples. John, welcome to Raising Expectations. Thank you very much, Brother Joe. And I think you just scrambled all of the emotions when you forgot to to introduce your lifetime friend. And I'm sure you know, I'm glad he loves me. Yeah, he's laughing, uh, you know, on camera. But uh, it, it may turn it may turn very difficult for you. And uh, uh, I'll pray for you. You know, 
thanks. <laughs> yeah. It won't help you, but I, I, I'll do it because that's what I do. You know. Amen. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm very glad to be here this evening. I'm thankful for each one of you that are on this program weekend and way and week out. You're doing a marvelous job. Um, and I, I certainly think that uh, that Craig not only received, uh, uh, you know, well, that Craig received a good choice in uh, Stephanie, too. That probably goes both ways. Can I get some brownie points for that? Thank you very much. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up, Steph. <laughs> yeah, A+. Plus. Yeah. Hey, I'm representing the females here today, so. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> I'm always on the female side, but don't tell anybody else. We've only been married 50 years, four months, and three days today. Hey, Thank you. That's great. The John, you'll notice, yeah, you'll notice that they set Stephanie right in the middle of all of us. Truly is a rose among the thorns. You could right. yeah, you, yeah, you better start. Brick wall like me. You better start putting Ron in the middle from now on. You know, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, maybe I'll come to mind then. <laughs> Years ago, in in undergrad counseling classes and then in grad counseling classes, Dr. Lynn McMillan said what I had no idea what he's referring to back then. He said there's four basic emotions, sad, glad, mad, and fear. Bible talks about all of that. My, my, humble experience, thankfully so, really stemmed from before that. When I was 16, I asked my father before he left South Africa, missionary, the only preacher I heard until I was 17, what does it mean when the Bible says we're to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength? How do we love him with our mind when we have three parts to the mind, a conscious mind, subconscious mind, and unconscious mind? How does that work? And my dad gave me the perfect answer. He said, I don't know. <laughs> I have been studying that, the, 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 the triplet divisions of the mind, harmonizing psychology with theology since that day. There is a lot of turmoil, no secret. We don't need to dwell on that. The, cra- the, the craziness of the current world, not only not only the United States, but certainly the Western world and beyond. There's a lot of sadness, depression. There's a lot of madness, anger. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot, uh, there's a bit of joy, glad. So that, that has been sort of the, the outline for my, the umbrella of, of my life in counseling. I'm also a chiropractor. I practiced that for 15 years, but, uh, but I've been, I'm nearly 72 next um, three weeks. And that has been the theme of, of my life, whether it's in Africa, visiting many of God's countries, or in the United States, and helping people with those four basic emotions. Jump in here, Joe, or anybody, anytime you would like to, please. When we are sad or depressed, we retain the hurt. When we are mad, 
re-return the hurt. When we are glad, we release the hurt. And when we are in fear, we resist the hurt. That really summarizes, I think, again, my platform for helping people. No secret that no no secret that suicide is terribly high. Not just in returning military people, mm. but all over the place. I get more questions about how to deal with grief than hardly any other question. Um, people are hurting. And those four categories are the basic emotions. Now, there's a lot of subcategories of those. Anxiety is, is a type of anger. And frustration is a type of anger. I need to get there. I'm late for my appointment, but the traffic is stacked up. So we get frustrated, but that's a type of anger. Um, helping people in this regard and helping them understand you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. But that's not all that verse says. You shall know the truth means application. And inspiration without application is frustration. Uh, I'm sorry. Inspiration without application is stagnation. Okay, I've got some information. What do I do with it? Nothing. And a lifetime goes by. Or application without information is frustration because I'm going to do something. It may be wrong. It may be shooting somebody. It may be requ requiring 911, whatever it is. Dr. Maples, can I say yeah. something about... I want to, you're the only one I'd like to speak, please. <laughs> well, good. Thank Hello, you. Craig. I appreciate that. Hey. So, Hello, ladies you know, first. You uh, mentioned, yeah. Well, you mentioned grief, and then right after it, you mentioned anxiety. And with health coaching, anxiety is always the number one thing that I hear. And, and really, health coaching is a ministry, too. We talk about God a lot. And mm. um, all of this mm. stuff is interconnected, I'm sure, with mm. your chiropractic background, too. And so yeah. like, you relate to that. But yeah. through COVID um, experience, anxiety has been through the roof, what I, what I talk with people about. And for me personally, when you said grief, I... I did not realize how much I was grieving. And I personally did not let myself sit in that because I always viewed grief as um, grieving when someone physically dies. But mm. the reality is through all of this COVID and chaos and politics, I have lost uh, quite a few very close friendships um, people just, it's been a wild ride. I think our, I think our little world is a, a microcosm of what's happening in the big world. Mm -hmm. And I had to really sit in it and recognize that there were some things that I hadn't processed because then I was just trying to bury it. And then I'd get more short tempered with my family and right. It's all connected. And if we just keep stuffing it down or not pausing to think what's going wrong, it's not going to serve us. So I just wanted to say that grief has been a big one for me the last few months that I have been working through personally. Yeah, that, that is so true. And mostly I think it is connected, as you say, when we lose someone to physical death, mm -hmm. there, there can be no 
there can be on the most bottom line, there can be no assistance to faith people or anyone else. There can be no peace unless it starts at the very bottom. Paul begins his letters and ends his letters. Grace, which means goodness, grace and peace. Because of his goodness, the result of that is peace. If we realize that and we meditate on that, you know, something else you, you mentioned there, uh, Stephanie, thank you. You're the only, you're the only uh, knowledgeable, beautiful person on, of these five people, pictures here. I'm recording this. <laughs> I'll try and type in in a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. This business about working through something, we hear that all the time. Well, they're just going through something or they're just working through something. For the most part, it's been my experience. That doesn't happen. A lot of things we can go through. We can have a fracture and heal. We can have a toothache and move on. But on the emotional things, we don't really, this side of Judgment Day, work through them because that implies a completion. Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, we will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, regardless of how afraid we are of anything. Fear of loss, fear of harm. We will walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but not until judgment day. So much, so many people, I think, are confused around it, and therefore they cannot obtain peace because they're already trying to accomplish what they don't understand. And that leads to frustration, which is anger. There are a lot of things that we don't get through. Apron strings, they stretch. Even they may move half to Nigeria or some nice place like that. But the emotions, the memory, and the feelings, what we think and how we feel, we cannot undo those because they're either in the, in the everyday usage of the conscious mind, or I've got a point because this is just what I do. Joe. I mean, you know, this is a conscious mind in my demonstration. You know, please forgive the Zulu boy here. And the subconscious mind, and back here is the unconscious mind. It's in there, and all of those constitute who God makes us. And those may be particularly negative emotions in the unconscious mind. It's very difficult to bring those out, but they still constitute who we are. And those apron strings stretch, but they never break from there. And thank you very much. <laughs> Ron, well, you've no, been a lot of that, don't you, Ron? Yeah, I, I want to say some things that support what you just said. So that Well, ask your wife if you have permission so to do yes. first, brother. Yeah, I, okay. she's got a new okay. laptop. She's got yeah. control over yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, Greg, come on. Um, you know, hurt people hurt people, right? <laughs> people uh, yeah, who exactly. are hurting hurt other people. Yeah. And the other one I heard the other day that's an action um, is Glean. The word glean, it's in Ruth. Mm. You know, Ruth and not Naomi losing husbands and, and sons and moved mm. to meet Boaz. And 
she's out there because she's widowed, she's poor, and she's homeless. Mm-hmm. And the 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 reaper is cutting barley, leaving some behind, and they glean mm-hmm. the yeah. barley. I've always thought glean was oh, I gleaned that from that lecture, or I, you know, like I learned it, and really mm-hmm. it's. You know, it's taking the good from the bad, so to speak. So, um, and the, the, my point is, is that if you can look at the negative things, like I lost my grandmother in August, mm. um, but I was there. So, if I can take the good things from that experience and find the joy that she's in heaven, that I got to be there at the end, walk her hand in hand mm. uh, to the door, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's that's. That, that's joy. I mean, yeah, I grieve. I allow myself time to experience the sadness. and Because if you don't, then what was the purpose of you? The door was the door, door of exiting or the door of entrance? Entrance to heaven. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something you said, Greg, and thank you for that, that hurting people hurt others. It, it, a long time ago, it dawned on me that that pattern is in Genesis one and two: seed yielding fruit after its kind. An apple seed produces an apple. Pain produces pain. Mm-hmm. Anger produces anger. Love produces love. So the principle there is comes from the Garden of Eden: seed producing fruit after its kind whether it's physical fruit um emotional fruit and we can't give what we don't have this expression that people say well i love my child more than than i love myself the only problem with that is it is actually impossible because you can't give what you don't have you can't give a million dollars like pastor joe does and he's going to send to Ron because now he's indebted to him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thanks, brother. No. Uh, Ron, yes, and, yes, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been recorded. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> you can't give what you don't have, whether it's an apple, a million dollars, or love. You can't give it. That's why I think it says, love your neighbor as yourself. And you can't. You can't love a baby as precious and as pure and as godly as that little package is unless you have first. And I think that's a principle in counseling and helping people, raising children, grandchildren, to, to, to work on your inside first, to be a counselor, to be a pastor, be a dynamic uh, pulpit, uh, you know, deliver preacher. We can't give what we don't have. Right. Now, we, now the, the corporate world tries to push that and make it happen. It's more what you do than who you are. But you can't do more than who you are. None of us can. Inside out. Drop the rock as a Zulu boy. I did drop lots of rocks on top of rhino to keep them from a tree to get them angry, which it works. It works. I used to shoot with a slingshot from a tree in the bush. My mother didn't know all that. <laughs> of course not. Of course. Did you carry an op carry? No, no. You know. So those, those are some things that I, I, I humbly and prayerfully 
apply helping people uh, on on portal of entry counseling levels, which we need, mm -hmm. or very deep psycho-emotional levels, people going to prison, sharing their story. I'm thinking of a, one, one client that I still have today. I met him on the steps of a church building here. He didn't say, hello, good to meet you. Here's what he said. He said, I just want you to know that I sold my soul to the devil in junior high and I've never changed. Well, happy day. Thank you. You know, things like that. Uh, deep counseling issues. Uh, you know, here and in Africa, it's a bit different in Africa because they're not bound up with things, but they're bound up. Mm. Devil finds a way all the time. <clears throat> Jump in here anytime. I don't want to monopolize. The, no, that's that's well, my yeah. another interesting word phenomenon. So you mentioned the fruit and the seed. So it's interesting that we say the root of evil or the root of someone's personality or the core of someone's personality are... Mm. Seeds, mm. yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I, uh, two things. Uh, I guess I. Well, one is uh, I went. Well, one is to go back to my grandmother. Uh, she agreed with you. Uh, she had a saying that uh, <laughs> that to this day I still remember. Uh, she said, "Boy, you can't pull water out of empty bucket. <laughs> if you don't have it, you can't <laughs> give it to anyone. If mm. you can't help anybody, if you're empty." Uh, mm. Lived to be 103, never finished school, but she has some wisdom there. <laughs> so, yeah, amen. That's beautiful. Yeah, lo <laughs> lovely illustration. But yeah. I, I uh, the, the uh, as Job kind of inferred a minute ago, uh, me and my family have uh, have been uh, experienced all sorts of grief. Um, well, it's an ongoing thing. We've had a quite a few uh, family members and parents and siblings die in the last, uh, well, kind of a kind of a, a waterfall in the last three years. Uh, from dad, uh, two brothers, two uncles, uh, two nieces, uh, uh, just mother-in-law, uh, another uncle, just kept going and going. Mm. And it's one of the things that, I, that you mentioned that uh, sometimes irritate me with people who are trying, they're trying to be helpful. Mm. Uh, their deal is, well, you know, it, it just work, as you work through it, you know, it'll, it'll eventually pass. Mm. And, you know, my experience in the past and experience this is, this isn't a passing thing. It, 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 I, we, we both say, tell each other, it's not that it's going away. It's, it's that you learn to live with it on a different level. Um, yeah. and, manage. And, yeah, manage. Manage it. And it's also, you know, I, you know I, back in the day, you took the thing where the other five, five phases of grief, uh, yeah. you find out that that's not quite, <laughs> it works. The phases keep changing on me. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that, that I think that's right because we don't forget that. Yes. Can Can I jump in here with the, sure, the sure. thing that has helped me help people a lot? Thoughts. We don't have to share thoughts. Yeah, yeah. As exciting and it may be, we don't have to get it out of ourselves. Right. But emotions, we do. Yes. Can't wait to tell, you know, because it's expressing our insight, our feelings, and we connect with with those we love and anyone else who will listen 
for the most part. What I'm, uh, what I'm excited about. Thoughts do not have to be expressed. Now, a lot of times they are, but they don't nearly need to be expressed like emotions. And though, there again, those emotions stay within us. They reside within us in just the way God made it and fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that is true. This working on versus working on just that realization right there helps clarify what they're working with. We, we can work on a lot of things. And minor, lesser things of life that are lesser importance, we can we can manage those, and we don't even think about it. For instance, you haven't heard your favorite song, you know, in, in Pastor Joe's life, you know, from the 1865 uh, version of the original songs, you know. And, no, you but, I lo- but, but I but I love it. Thank you. I, um, we haven't heard a, a song in 30 years. Haven't even thought about it. But soon as that song comes on, we're right there because it triggers up the emotions. Amen. That's right. And that can be sad, mad, glad, or fear. Or times of life, right, John? Absolutely. All of a sudden yeah. you think of that. Absolutely. I think, I think a definition of helping people, particularly families, is helping helping. Helping someone, a child at their age level, connect the book of life to the living of life. That's right. That's a a good definition, working definition for me. Mm. Uh, And and, and I think it has worked for lots of people. Mm. By the way, can I just interrupt and say all four of you I love? That's good, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah you accept compliments on a Monday right, evening? Right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> you, got it, you know, I think it's so hard. I think it's so important for us to say those things too, right? Because all we really leave are the relational things. And um I needed I, I loved your grandma's Ron of the, the yeah. water. Yeah. I wrote it down out of an empty bucket because uh, we're all in very service-oriented professions. And so some days it's hard to be the one serving because you're not full, oh. right? Or not even, you're, just, you're at the yeah. bottom, <laughs> right? Oh, yes. We, we know, cannot we give what we don't have. Right. Yeah, I, Maybe Joe's experience. lost his bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, Dan. I have the experience just recently. Let yeah. it be known that I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I, 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 I don't concur with that. I don't even understand the English that Doctor Fay. Okay, we leave those ten seconds said. on the tape. It's okay. No, please, misplaced, misplaced. Shall, shall we begin our closing prayer at this point? Yeah. <laughs> right, and exactly. Certain, and, and certain ones of us, Luke thirteen three, except you <laughs> repent. You shall likewise perish. Yeah, I started doing that in silent prayer. The minute I saw Ron's face, I said, Joel! <laughs> you know, it makes me think of something, too. And, I, and you know, Steph and Tank, they work with people all the time. And I think of Tank, when John, when he's had people's lives in his hands. I never forget how he shared with me that, you know, when someone as a trauma surgeon, they don't know what to do. And he says, he's got his hands ready to go. I picture him saying, Lord, these are your hands. What do I do to save this life? Or Stephanie mm-hmm. looking not at, but through a person mm-hmm. who has some real needs and her, her 
I see people that have weight problems and things that she's dealt with. And so they're dealing with that. And then, of course, Ron, he deals with people who have come through the grinder. A lot of men who finally find somebody will say, this is the man's man that knocks, walks with the man that can help me, that can do something. And, you know, there's I'm, as you get older, <laughs> I who? love to listen who? to all of you. Yeah, I'm me? getting older. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting I, yeah, I feel great. Hey, I could still run a mile in under 10 minutes, uh, especially <laughs> with my bike. But uh no, you know, but seriously, uh you know, as you get older in life, you know, you've studied the scripture, you've done like you said, John, you've had the principles your godly mom and dad put into your life that you've thought about, mm-hmm. and you've dealt with thousands of people as a pastor and spe- specifically Sealing all the a lot of depressed seniors. I had four or five thousand seniors I worked with the last church. And looking at all these things, it makes me think of something you brought to mind, John, that I think is so great. And when I see these people every week, they remind me of it just in listening to them. Um, there's an old phrase, and we'll pull a lot of scripture up, but I'm not going to do that because I want everybody else to talk. But you know, the old saying was, you know, when you walk with the Lord. Speaking of filling that bucket, you know, you you need to forgive and forget. You need to forgive and forget. And it sounds so spiritual and it Mm. sounds so good. But, you know, I found a lot from what all of you have been saying, too, that the more, as you said, John, that I love Jesus, the more that I see if a song pops up, like you said, oh, I remember what I was doing when that song or I was singing with Len Campbell on that song or whatever Mm. comes up. And then I say, but since then, look what Jesus has done, or all the traumas. I realize that the beautiful thing they're missing on that. It's not forgive and forget. I don't want to forget. It's forgive and remember, because now when I look at that, I see it not through the eyes of my pain, but I see it through the eyes of Jesus, who Mm -hmm. lives inside of me. And now what used to be trauma brings about peace and 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 a joy. And it just brings up all the more love. Jesus, you're just who you said you were, and you're doing just what you said you do. And I really appreciate it. You know, taking off on that, this thing of forgive and forget, uh, that keeps a lot of of people very upset Mm -hmm. because it's trying to accomplish that cannot be obtained. Mm. He can remember them no more. I cannot. There you go. Now, I can forgive because I'm forgiven, but I can't forget because that's made in the image of God. Uh, He can can think, I can think. He can feel, I can feel. I can remember because he can remember. I don't have any of those capabilities or characteristics to the degree of perfection that he has in every one of them. You know, Philippians says, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought, King James, or than you should, but neither should we think more lowly of ourselves than we ought, because mm-hmm. that's depression in the ultimate uh, degree, and, and well, not in the ultimate degree, suicide is the ultimate degree of that, I'm worthless, therefore I'm going to disappear. I, if I can just make a comment about this grieving thing again, I think physical death, not to minimize one bit about the reality of physical grieving, emotional grieving. But back to the door, 
it is it is departing from the front porch into the God's house. And if we think that we can really, I think we we overdo grieve, we as a people, and they grieve differently in Africa, I can promise you that. I think we overdo that and we underdo the emphasis of the spiritual perspective, the eternal perspective. So we're, we're exiting the temporary door into John chapter 14, our eternal home, that he is continuing to prepare for all of us who are in Christ. So grieving, I think, should be, and this is so unusual even in church uh, settings, that it should be more of a hallelujah anyway. Because to me, that means they're already where I'm planning to go. If, if your family gets there at a vacation place that you've been planning for a long time and a last-minute surgery or a last-minute car engine problem, if something delays arrival where they already are, we're not going to be feeling, oh, my goodness, they're there and I'm not here. We're, that's going to heighten our anticipation of arrival all the more. Well, I'm glad you, glad you mentioned that because that's part of our uh, sort of uh, talking through uh, family members through it. Um, and it's it's been my experience that mm. uh, the grief process for uh, a brother or a niece that I know isn't saved, um, it, it's much more much more pronounced than say my, my mentor or a guy, uh, you know, my fellow pastor or mm. my, my dad, um, mm. you know, as, as minimal as some people think his faith was, I know for a fact he had given his life to the Lord. And he, he trusted Christ. So it, yeah, the grieving process there, you know, it's, is different and, and, and people notice it, uh, because it, they expect, they expect one thing, but they don't understand the smiling and the, joy and the singing and you know the, yeah. the cheering other people and doing yes. things i'm going yeah. to listen my, i don't trying to explain to you i don't want my dad and i wouldn't want him to still be here right it's selfish on my part it's not god's he, way no he was suffering he was the cancer and dementia and all those things he was okay i prayed that god would would heal him in god's way and when God take, took him, okay, praise God. And we're and I want to say if you uh, there are some uh, some black inner city churches that if you visit them once in a while doing a funeral, I've taken some of my uh, <clears throat> uh, evangelical lighter uh, friends with me at certain places, <laughs> and they don't understand the singing and the choir and yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up in Africa, brother. Oh, there you go. That, yeah, that's yeah, that's brother. where what you're talking about there. That's where it comes from. Yeah, it's a cel- it's a celebration. It's it's right. a stand up and dance a so while for the Lord. Right. Yeah. You know, and, now here, the, the other the second part of the uh, the thing that I've been doing uh-huh. number men on is the, the this grief that I recognize as grief, uh, and they have they have two at times, right? But no one's died, uh, no one's ill, uh, but what it seems as if in our conversations, it's a combination of the stress and strain of the whole pandemic mixed in with the seemingly crazy immorality that has taken gripped our society. Mm. And mm. then the uncertainty in, in this political process and even going forward. Yeah. They seem to be sort of grieving in a way of something. 
mm. where they, they can't quite sort of get their footing. They, they're, they're sad, their lack of concentration. Yeah. Everything they tell me sounds like <laughs> the things we were dealing with. So if, if, have you got yeah. any insight on that? There, there is also a fear mm. of the unknown. Mm. There's a fear of darkness, even though you, you can't see what it is. Okay. It's not right. tangible. Right. So, it, there, and, and that is heightened mm. in this pandemic that we've been struggling with because mm. we've never encountered anything nearly like that. Right. Right. Um, and there is a fear of losing something, although I don't even know what that something is. Mm. Right. And it's pervasive. Yes. And it's like an umbrella described often. In a cloud. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I, I've experienced, I've counseled so many people, pastoral counseling, mm-hmm. uh, not only from formal learning, um, but from my own experience. My neurotransmitters went so far down, I nearly died. Mm-hmm. That's another story. Yeah. But it, it allowed me to identify because like begets like. Um, Something, just a few, a flood of things come to my mind. Some sort of, if I can just share some things quickly, you know, stemming from every good comment that that you wonderful people have made. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Happy with this. I think it's easy to rest on previously attained laurels or degrees or levels of understanding. Perhaps another term for that is a rut. Exactly. Because if we are not continually learning, I don't think I've learned anything. I'm just learning. That's right, man. I was visiting with a former missionary in South America, just on a very good friend of mine here on the phone this morning. And and we both agreed that we need to to help others and help them grow. I also need to grow. Like begets like. Mm-hmm. And because I have degree on the wall, or because I've been in a pulpit uh, <laughs> for a long time, or because I've you know made these accomplishments <laughs> from God working within me, it's easy to say I've or to think subconsciously I've arrived. And as soon as we do that. We are starting to go downhill, whether it's an individual, a family, a a spiritually leader or a nation. That's right. We've become complacent. Yes. And every good coach is afraid of complacency in his team. That's her team. Yes. Yes. Her team, Stephanie. Sorry. We we had a we had a. um... So I've got to I've got to be fresh every day. I've got to dig deeper in God's well in the bucket of your grandmother, mm-hmm. so I can give people more. Yes, yes. We had a when I trained uh, teachers and instructors, uh, we had a, a saying that says, uh, "If you're not learning, you're dying." Correct. If, you know, if you're yeah. if you're not living, uh, you're not teaching. Isn't that biblical? <laughs> Growth, yes. maturing, bec- becoming. Yes. It's amazing how many times scripture uses oh, the word right. become or becoming, yes. maturing. And um, exactly right. I can't encourage, I can't help my grandsons develop on their level mm-hmm. if I'm not developing on my level. Yes. 
And I rapidly see their level is exceeding my level. Hallelujah. Anyway. (laughs) But we live in a world, John, like we were talking, it's so changing. Like you said, Ron, everything keeps changing. And things that seem to be solid, totally different from the workforce to the nations, to the mores of the people, the ethics of everything. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we need to stay close to Jesus and stay close to each other. And become that force, like you're saying, in love to help them know there is an answer, there is a way, and uh, he is there with you. you. You may not use this term, but it's so popular. I know how you feel. Yeah. That decimates people. It does. Yeah. You don't know you don't. Yeah, how I feel. Yeah, there's a proverb that says, you know no man's heart, so... Mm-hmm. You don't live in their shoes. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. I, I, I know how I know how my shoes feel on my feet. And there, there's there's probably some similarity between a trauma surgeon's shoes and my shoes. These are there's some similarities, but I don't know that. I don't say that anymore. I just say the last words that Jesus said before he ascended. I am with you. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah. it. And they can yes. take a big breath and say, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am with you. In fact, uh, that's not all he said. He said, be a whole. Take notice. Listen up. <laughs> I am with you from now on, even to yeah. the end of the age, this age. Yeah. And I'm with you yeah. in a, into the age that will never cease. Boy, do we need to remember that in this world today, John. Spot on, yeah. as they say. Yeah. i got to mm-hmm. take just a moment here, and then I'll let everybody wrap with you. Uh <laughs> I still have that watch, sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad you're with us tonight here on Raising Mm -hmm. Expectations. And uh, you can see why we've already grown to love and appreciate Dr. John Maples. And we are a good friend. He'll be back with you. We're setting up a dynamite team. And in 23, we're going to be doing some very new things with special people like this. So I I do want you to know that we're brought to you because of the way you supply the need. It takes so much to stay on the air and to take care of the needs that we have. So I'm going to give you the site again. We have a website there at BBS Radio. And if you, it's very easy. I was going to sing it for you, but it didn't quite fit. But it goes like this. That's that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Hallelujah anyway, Joe. Yeah, amen. Yeah. It goes like this, bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. Can I get a bass beat there, Ron? Okay, we get going there. Yeah, boom, there we go. Folks, it's easy to remember, bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. We have commercials coming. I'm having a training course this week on some special things for that. So uh, I want you all to know, if you feel led of the Lord to help us stay on the radio and on the TV this way, We'd be honored. We'd be blessed. And we would thank God. Those of you that are supporting us already, God bless you. Thank you. We hope that you're an encouragement to everybody as we try to be with you, for you, and together for everybody who listens in. So God bless you. Thanks for helping us out. BBSradio.com forward slash racing expectations. You'll go to that site and put that in there. That'll be great. John, we want to also tell them about your website, faithfulfamiliestoday.com, faithfulfamiliestoday.com plural today.com and if you go there they'll direct you where you can see him and see how he's working with people helping them in counseling and john as you can already tell doesn't counsel from a book he counsels from a heart he doesn't counsel from just knowledge but he counsels in the spirit of god in a way that enables you all all of us to know we can live with great expectation because working with it amen so Uh, i I, i've got something i just I've got something I just found here. I don't know where it came from, 
I don't know where it came from. I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. It's like shining on this thing, but I, uh, it just it just came in the window. That's so perfect. I thought maybe I was supposed to it show came through the window. I want one of those more than now. <laughs> yeah, I have one. I've read it, folks. It's fantastic. He does an excellent work. And again, one of John's gifts, Ron. You'd appreciate this. Is he just he speaks to people from the heart and. Nobody takes offense. When people come in bleeding, he does like Tank does. He takes care of the bleeding in a loving way that helps them to see there's an answer in this. One, one more quick thing, and then I, I'll never say anything on this show the rest of my life. No. <laughs> no. Okay, you can't talk. Yeah. I, I repent. Okay. Uh, just a week ago today, actually, I started putting on YouTube videos about these topics, anxiety, and I, I, I interview current clients dealing with these very issues, anxiety, depression, fear, anger, separate the force of divorce in those things, parenting and so forth. I just started Monday, Wednesday, Friday of last week, and the fourth one just went up today. So you just go to YouTube, uh, Faithful Families Today slash John Davis. Yeah. Okay. And it's also on your site, right? Free, free to anybody. It's, it's also on the site, correct. Okay. All right. I want to make yeah. sure they get that. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm trying to get in one more question that keeps rolling around in my head. Yeah, uh, I know it's short. So, uh, again, we talked about the pressures of COVID, this whole environment, uh, sort of this seething, overwhelming immorality that's kind of washing over everyone. Mm. So uh, can you address maybe briefly what's the key uh, to families uh, sort of surviving the, the, this, these dynamics, right? Because uh, that's one of my experiences is, is watching the, the the turmoil and the disintegration and the separation, the disunity, if you will, even among families. Uh, it, it's a, what, what would be your sort of couple things you would you would advise families uh, to kind of be aware of and and, and pay attention to there? Yeah, uh, thank you. That that is pertinent, key Good question. Quick. Thank you. Uh, I think. It, it doesn't start going to church. Mm-hmm. I've gone to church for all of my life, plus nine months. <laughs> I, I'm not, again, I'm for it. But it doesn't start there. Mm-hmm. It starts between God and one person. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's where it starts, regardless of how young the child is or how old and mature the person becomes. And that can happen in the church building or not, mm-hmm. and should. And I think back to connecting the book of life to the living of life, regardless of our age, is where the connection comes. And the stronger, I think we've tried to patch that Mm -hmm. from the outside. But if we connect it to the inside, look, Alec, at those ants. Alec was so short, his rear end, when he squatted down, was about one inch higher than the ant. <laughs> and he said, I'll help you, Opa. So we looked at ants, and I said, let's go inside and look at the Bible and see what it says about ants. Connecting the book of life to the living of life. Amen. Amen. And then I think parents, grandparents should apologize and say, I'm just learning myself, and there are a lot of things I wish I'd done. 
It's not easy being a, a, a parent or a grandparent. But let's start again right now. Yes. Amen. We have not, to step off, we, John. I'm losing my six. I only got like okay. That's the whole deal. That right is there. such a Sorry. good story, boy. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. We uh, we get some more people to tune us in. We'll uh, give a little more. We'll go to two hour program. That'll make it a lot better. We'll get there. We'll get there. Hopefully next year, one of the two hour program or special things. Yeah. So, if that happens, then Ron will be embarrassed for two hours. No, no, no. I'll, I'll introduce him both hours. That's what I'm going to do. Both hours. Both hours. No, Can hey, I just say, to, we're, so, to, we're so glad the, you tuned in. To the yeah. four of you, thank you. You're doing a great job. This is a ministry. It's not just an activity. Thanks, John. It is. And That's you're giving heart. it. You're doing that because you are that. Because Thanks you can for only you give. Should. I can only give what I have. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for what you should have. Okay. God bless thank you, you, too. Thanks, folks, for tuning in tonight. And on behalf of Stephanie and all the rest of us, <laughs> she's in the middle. <laughs> we want to say Whoa. Yeah. Well, she's been, she's been yeah. showcased but tonight. <laughs> we want to say thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. Same time, same station, bbsradio.com forward slash Raising Expectations. Tune us in because we'll be praying for you all week. Look all week. Tune into that, that website and you'll be able to see this program all week long. God bless and keep you until we meet again. And uh, we'll look forward to that time. All right. See you guys Thank later. You. Thank Bye-bye. you. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom, It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.